0: This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. Nick Dow tips his way to a Capitals Game 1 victory in overtime. Craig Anderson wins his first playoff game in four years. And game two tonight says the Capitals look to take a two-games-to-none lead in their series with Boston. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, May 17th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. It took more than 60 minutes, and it perhaps took a physical toll on the home team. But the Capitals opened up a best-of-seven first-round matchup Saturday night with a 3-2 overtime victory over Boston. Washington leading the series one game to none after Nick Dowd Just got a piece of a T.J. Oshie center point shot, slipping it by Tuka Rask, capping off a night, Ben, where the Caps did a lot right in raising their collective
1: game like a good veteran team should do this time of year. And dealing with a lot of adversity throughout the game, but certainly a lot to like from a Capitals perspective, John, especially just the way they came out, the tone being set early on, led by the big man and Alex Ovechkin with the physicality early on. And again, overcoming that adversity, the loss of Edek Vanacek, Craig Anderson comes on in relief and a solid defensive effort in front of early on Vanacek and later Anderson. I thought defensively, Capitals showed themselves very well. It was about midway through the second period, John, the Bruins still only had about 10 shots on goal. And when we spoke about pre-series storylines, one of the big bullet points was the top six for Boston and how formidable bunch that is as far as offensive weapons. And for the most part, the Capitals held that top six for Boston in check. thought the physicality was there. The defensive effort was there. Craig Anderson was sharp once he came on in relief. And even a guy like T.J. Oshie ultimately coming up with a couple of big assists, including on the game winner, Playing through some pain, we'll say uh, TJ Oshi collectively for the Capitals. A lot of guys stepping up under not ideal circumstances for that series opener. On
0: the subject of that physicality, we said it in the days leading up to Saturday that for the Caps to beat Boston in this series, they got to play the body. They had to make it hurt, not just to make that physical investment in the series, but to draw penalties too, get under their skin. All
1: of that happened in game one. That's got to continue in game two tonight. Man, the physicality—what what I liked about it too, John. It wasn't—it wasn't necessarily extracurricular post-whistle scrum shenanigans. No, it was in the game, and it was, you know, done with a purpose, you could say. And starting again with Ovechkin on that opening shift, the big hit on David Krejci—you talk about using that physicality, maybe able to draw penalties out of it. Capitals only had the one power play opportunity, but sure enough, it came as a retaliatory instance where Ovechkin first laid the body on Kevin Miller and Jeremy Lozon came into the picture, cross-checking penalty that he was called for, at cross-checking Ovechkin in that instance. So certainly the, the physicality appeared to get under the skin of the Boston Bruins. You know, their game, they're, they're a heavy bunch too. They can play that type of game. And I thought on both sides, there was a lot of physicality, but Game one of a postseason series, wouldn't expect anything less. Seemed to have a trickle-down effect for the Capitals. From Ovechkin right on down, Dylan Chara among the headliners, as you'd expect on the back end. Physically, they were very much engaged and involved from the get-go and throughout the game.
0: Biggest story of the night was in goal, where Vitek Vanacek left the game in the first period after Jake DeBras tied the game at one he went down in the splits. He appeared to pull his groin. Falling forward, needed assistance getting to the tunnel. His status very much in doubt for tonight's game, too, which means, Ben, we got a lot to watch for this morning. No doubt Anderson would start tonight after his winning performance in relief. But can Vitek Vanacek back up? Does Phoenix Copley? Does Ilya Samsonov, who we finally saw yesterday in the optional? A season of goalie drama continues here in round one tonight.
1: Yeah, we knew this was a line around the league going back to late December, early January, when this season, unlike any other, began. Every team preached the fact it was all about depth. You were going to need depth at every position, particularly in goal. And sure enough, the Capitals have seen that throughout this season and now into the postseason. Yes, with Vanecek questionable with this lower body injury and Ilya Samsonov, his status, it certainly sounds from Peter Laviolette yesterday, and this is understandable. You got to get him a few practices before you even think about getting him back in uniform. So look, here we are the week of his 40th birthday. This is going to be Craig Anderson's show. And as we heard from him last week on this podcast, he says all the right things mentally. He's in the right frame of mind. Craig Anderson has been all season, you know, on the taxi squad in a practice role, just saying he's going to wait for his opportunity. And he just knows mentally he needs to be ready for when his number is called. And sure enough, the other night, he looked the bar, turned aside 21 of the 22 shots he faced in relief of check. And now an opportunity potentially to start. And certainly uh, a guy, you know, again, Anderson, a realist, understands what the circumstance is, understands where he is in his career. This is probably his last opportunity to play on this stage. And I think it's an opportunity he's looking forward to taking advantage of. Maybe easier said than done. Certainly a formidable bunch on the other side in Boston, but I think if there is a veteran you can trust in this position, it's a guy like Anderson. Let's keep in mind, John, 650-plus games in his career regular season. Pretty good track record in the Stanley Cup playoffs as well. If you were going to turn to a third stringer, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find one better position to handle it under these circumstances than what the Caps have in Anderson.
0: Yeah, he's a steady hand back there. Absolutely no issue with him starting game two tonight. Thought he was very good for this team and obviously under some very dire circumstances when your number one in the game goes down early in the first period of Mm -hmm. the very first game of the Stanley Cup playoffs. After missing the last few weeks of the regular season, Alex Ovechkin looked like a man possessed in game one. He set the tone physically. He was dominant in the offensive zone. The Caps needed a strong performance from him to lead the way, and boy, did they get
1: one my goodness I think if, if Craig Anderson is the number one story and I think it is from game one his emergence and relief of Vanacek I think Ovechkin is right up there just the eye test John we were wondering okay he showed himself well in the regular season finale against Boston but we knew that game didn't have much intensity we were wondering okay how would he respond on the, on the big stage now the Stanley Cup playoffs against you know the actual Boston Bruins roster that they brought for game one and golly from the hits from the burst of speed through the neutral zone he had one play in particular John in the third period where he had a burst of speed through the neutral zone and drove to the net from the wing It was almost like a power move to get to the high danger area I mean a move like that just shows the the energy and the, the confidence that he's playing with and and the intensity that he's bringing as well and just thought even though he didn't find the back of the net arguably the Capitals' most valuable skater in game one, I'll say, was Alex Ovechkin. And again, that physicality as well. I mean, he was energized. He had the engine revved up. And if some rest down the stretch of the regular season did him some good, certainly seemed to pay off in game one, round one, Saturday night. We mentioned Tom Wilson specifically here leading up
0: to game one, saying the Caps needed more from him. Not a lot of goals in the second half. Not a lot of hitting from him either after that suspension at midseason. And with T.J. Oshie moving to center, Said it was up to him and Anthony Mantha to give the team production on the right side, and I thought he was terrific, Ben, in game one. Yeah, he had the goal to start, but it was more than that. Hitting, tough to play against. He knew how to raise his game. He absolutely did that.
1: Yeah. And again, the physicality in the right places, you know, it wasn't necessarily just post whistle shenanigans. It was with a purpose. It was to force turnovers. It was to get the Bruins off their game in the flow of between whistles in the flow of gameplay. And again, the goal, the give and go with TJ Oshie in the first period. Nice to see Tom get on the scoreboard. You know, the numbers, the offensive productivity, the finish wasn't necessarily there with consistency down the stretch of the regular season. And good to see him start his playoff scoring account early on in this one. And to that point, I thought Anthony Mantha as well, his postseason debut back on that line. Great opportunity with Ovechkin and Backstrom, but thought Mantha showed himself very well, too. So if the two of them, if Mantha and Wilson can continue to go as they did in game one on that right side, an encouraging sign, something the Capitals could build on moving forward.
0: One other thought on the Caps as they get ready for game two tonight before we get to the out-of-town scoreboard on Sunday where there were thrilling games across the Stanley Cup playoffs. Get to that in a second. But the Caps went out and got Michael Roffle at the deadline, a guy with a decent amount of playoff experience, versatility as well. I really thought he made the mark on the game in all three zones on Saturday night. Ben, really solid start for the former Flyer in the lineup.
1: And I really like the possibility. We'll see how it plays out over the course of this series and potentially beyond. But the pairing, the tandem of Raffle with Lars Eller. Yet an opportunity in game one without Evgeny Kuznetsov still with that vacancy down the middle. Michael Raffle could play center. Instead, Peter Laviolette choosing to go with TJ Oshie as a centerman in order to keep Raffle on the wing with Lars Eller. And I thought that was telling. I really think the Eller-Roffel kind of partnership, and you have Connor Sherry rounding out that trio. The three of them together, that they form a good line that could contribute offensively and certainly be trusted with with defensive responsibilities. And as you noted, that three zone game that Michael Roffle brings. And he's a big boy, too. You know, it doesn't necessarily look like such an intimidating figure, but he could play a heavy style, hard to knock off the puck. He actually had six hits the other night as well, did Roffle. So he brings that physicality. But I I really like that partnership with Eller and that ability to be trusted. We saw them quite a bit against the, the Bergeron line or against the Krejci line. In other words, against their headliners, a line that I would anticipate will be trusted again with big minutes and important minutes potentially here in game two tonight.
0: So that was the leadoff hitter for the Stanley Cup playoffs on Saturday night. Three huge games yesterday, including the first game of the day, the other East Division first-round matchup between Pittsburgh and the New York Islanders. Tied 3-3 into overtime. Kyle Paul Mary already with one goal on the day, finished it off for the fourth seed in Steel City. Into the Penguins' zone.
1: Three and a half to go here in OT. Paul Mary with a shot. He scores!
0: Kyle Paul his second That's Brendan Burke on the call. Islanders win on the road 4-3. Ben, they lead the series one game to none. The four beats the one to lead us off. in the other
1: one in the East. And Kyle Palmieri again with those two goals. And how about Elias Sorokin? Maybe a late decision to make him the starter. He comes up with 39 saves. And also of note there, John, the Pittsburgh Penguins during the regular season, 25-1-1 and when leading after two periods. They did lead after two periods in this one, ultimately fall in overtime. So credit those Islanders rallying the way they did ultimately pulling it off in overtime for the 1-0 series lead. And Pittsburgh continuing to struggle in the postseason. Mm -hmm. We'll see what happens.
0: It's been a theme over the course of the last couple of years. Long way to go in that series, though. Minnesota and Vegas out west, a scoreless game and the third straight overtime game in these Stanley Cup playoffs. It was a goaltending duel between Marc-Andre Fleury of the Golden Knights and Cam Talbot of the wild, and in sudden death, the wild take game one.
1: Goes to work for the wild. Centers one Erickson Eck with a shot. He scores! Joel Erickson Eck. He's the hero. Minnesota wins game one, in overtime.
0: That is John Forsland on a call on NBC yesterday. Joel Erickson Eck with the game winner. And the Wild now Ben have more playoff <laughs> wins in the last 24 hours than my beloved Minnesota twins have in 17 years. Joel Erickson at game-winning goal, Wild win 1-0 at T-Mobile Arena.
1: Uh, Very entertaining and a great atmosphere at T-Mobile Arena. They had quite a few fans in there as well. In the Minnesota Wild, they're one of the few teams that this year and historically have had their way with the Vegas Golden Knights 5-1-2 during the regular season, and now the win in a very entertaining one nothing overtime final in game one for that series. As a kid who grew up in Minnesota, I'm telling you, the Twin Cities could use a little sports
0: joy in the last <laughs> 30 years. So a little bit there for the Wild. Got a long way to go in that series, too. And then finally, last night, Florida and Tampa Bay, the Battle of I-75, the Battle of the Sunshine State, a thriller in Sunrise. Nikita Kucherov, in his first game of the season, scored two goals during regulation, the latter of which gave the Lightning a 3-2 lead after two. In the third, the Panthers scored twice in the first 4-0-9. Jonathan Huberdeau and Owen Tippett made it 4-3 Panthers, but then Braden Point single-handedly got the game-tying goal and then the eventual game winner. And McDonough looking to spring the break. It's Braden Point's Score! That's Alex Faust on the call. 5-4 Lightning, the final, the first game in the Stanley Cup playoffs been to end in regulation. Tampa Bay leads one
1: game to none. My goodness, was that ever entertaining. That was some big boy hockey in South Florida. And I loved even the sightings of of the rats coming over the boards when the Panthers scored. The old rat trick, bringing it back to 1996. But if that's a taste, if that game one is a taste, of what's in store for that all-Florida series between the Lightning and Panthers. Buckle up. That was outstanding. Physicality, goals galore, scoring opportunities at both ends, a whole lot of animosity, a whole lot of fun as a neutral observer for that Panthers-Lightning series.
0: All right, bringing it back to the district. Game two tonight, Caps game day is at four. Ben, what do we have cooking for Caps game day? Coming up later this afternoon here on Caps Radio 24-7.
1: Yeah, loaded edition, extended pregame coverage. We will have the ultimate Game 1 highlight montage and annual tradition come postseason time. We'll also put the spotlight on Alex Ovechkin and great moments in Capitals' overtime Postseason history You won't hear Alex Ovechkin in that. No overtime goals for Ovi, but plenty of others worth celebrating. We'll do that all starting coming up at 4 o'clock. Camps Radio 24-7.
0: Still amazing that Alex Ovechkin, for all his goals, has never had one in the playoffs in overtime. Capitals and the Bruins tonight in Game 2. Ben, have yourself a great playoff Monday. Happy Monday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Capitals!